Welcome to the Winning Family Podcast with Rodney and Michelle Gage, a podcast designed to help you win at home and in life. So glad you joined us for another episode of The Winning Family. I'm sitting here with Michelle and Rodney Gage, incredible family mentors. Hi, guys. How hey, are you? Linda. Linda. We're good. You good? We're you ready? Yes. ready for today? We're ready to give some incredible advice and encouragement to families out there that might be in need of a reality check, right? Uh-oh. Yeah? It's reality time because we're going to be talking about navigating unmet expectations with your kids. Mm. Yes. What a great topic. Yeah. It's, we, uh, every parent deals with it at some point yeah, in their parenting journey. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, yeah. we definitely have. Well, hopefully we can give a lot of encouragement because uh, yes. we all, I think, can relate to this one. Right. You know, it's just, uh, it's a challenge because uh, not everything, especially when it comes to life in general, but not everything when it comes to relationships are always going to go as we thought or hoped or planned, dreamed. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah dreamed, <laughs> you know, there's always going to be those unfulfilled expectations. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, as a parent, you know, we all want the best for our kids and we work hard to do all that we can to help set our kids up for success. But unfortunately, sometimes it doesn't always turn out that way. Right. And or, or maybe, you know, <laughs> what you tried to enforce today, you know, you think that didn't work. That went over like a lead balloon. You know, they didn't pay any attention to that. And it's like nothing's working. Mm-hmm. And so it gets hard. Yeah. You know, and it gets discouraging. Yes. Because we all hope and we all want for the you know things to happen in a good, positive way and to have a good outcome success but things sometimes don't go like we had hoped or planned Mm -hmm. and And so what do we do right and then heartache sits in and you feel bad as a parent you're not doing a good job right Mm -hmm. Mm, that's tough yeah Yeah. it is tough i i wanted to share a verse of scripture that kind of just knocked me off my feet i was uh you know i've goodness through the years i've read proverbs countless times and I don't know that I've ever really, if this verse ever stood out, it, I just, I don't know. It's one of those verses I just never really like camped out on and really um, focused on really the message behind it mm-hmm. like this time did. And it's found in Proverbs 13, verse 12. And I just want to read this proverb to you, which by the way, is this is just an encouragement to anybody who's seeking and needing wisdom, guidance, direction, insight to everything and all things in life, man, read the book of Proverbs. There's 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs. That simply means you can read a proverb a day for a whole month. You know, it's an awesome, awesome book because there's so much wisdom and insight uh, by one of the wisest men who ever lived, King Solomon. But he said in Proverbs 13, verse 12, here's what it says. It says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when desire is fulfilled, it is a tree of life. And when I was reading that, I was like, okay, what exactly does that mean? What does hope deferred mean? And actually the word deferred uh, there simply means to put off or to drag out as in a long drawn out process. And I think what happens a lot of times is um, the hope deferred in that is like, um, man, things just aren't going as we had hoped. And it's taking longer than we, what we thought mm-hmm. before we've seen any positive change or positive outcome. Mm-hmm. And as a result, 
like you just emphasized, we can get weary. We can, we can become in many ways disillusioned to the point to where we get so discouraged in the process. We feel like there is no hope. Right. Things aren't going to get better. You know, there's no light at the end of the tunnel and those unfulfilled expectations begin to settle in because things aren't going in the way that we had hoped that they would. And so I think for a lot of parents, especially maybe you or grandparents, you know, if you're listening, um, you know, relationships can get messy. They're tricky. They're hard. There's no guarantees in anything. But at the same time, anytime we see a child who has maybe wandered off the path or has, for whatever reason, you know, hasn't embraced the same values that we've tried to to instill or reinforce into our children or grandchildren. And they've chosen a different path. They've chosen a different set of beliefs and behaviors and lifestyle or whatever. And it can be devastating to a parent. And it's like, what do we do? You know, where do we go wrong? All of a sudden they start, you know, pointing them, putting, pointing the finger at themselves and beating themselves up in the process. And what's happening, their heart, their heart, the hope has been deferred and it's taking longer. It's getting harder. The path is getting longer. And then it says where the heart grows sick. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, you know, I think for a lot, that's where a lot of parents are today, especially with a son or a daughter who maybe has chosen a different path or is, in a destructive lifestyle or making choices that they don't necessarily agree or approve with. And the parents are like, what do we do? You know, how, where did we go wrong? What can we, how can we help make the kind of change that we think, you know, maybe they need to make. So all that to say, uh, I get it. I understand. I I'm a product of that. I have three older brothers who were all, we were, we were raised in a preacher's home. And so I'm the young, youngest of four boys. My three older brothers uh, messed up drugs, alcohol. I mean, just out in left field. And uh, I, I, I idolized my three older brothers, mm -hmm. you know. So here we were as preacher's kids growing up in a preacher's home. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, we made some crazy decisions, did some things we shouldn't have done. And, you know, of course, looking back on it at this stage in our lives is like, man, if we would have known then what we know now, we would have never done some of those things. But at the end of the day, it broke our parents' hearts mm -hmm. because they saw the choices that we made. And uh, all that to say that God answered prayer and God did turn all four of us around and all four of us today are serving the Lord and all four of us today are in some some capacity even involved in ministry of all things so we kind of came back full circle with my dad being a preacher and here we are today all these years later you know serving the lord in our own unique ways but you know i just want to say to any parent out there especially with a wayward son or daughter or grandparent you know don't ever give up hope mm -hmm. yeah. and don't ever stop praying mm -hmm. don't ever mm -hmm. stop believing you know, that God, God can do a great work. He truly, truly can. So we can talk through, you know, some of the things that I, I really just want to encourage parents to think about. Um, 
And one of those that is important, I think, for us to to realize is, and I like to just kind of simplify it like ABC, <laughs> you know, accept responsibility for anything that maybe we are guilty of, you know, because mm-hmm. we do sometimes need to take a step back or maybe look at ourselves in the mirror and ask ourselves the question, is there anything I could have done different? Mm-hmm. Is there anything that maybe I could do to step into the situation to help make uh, amends for anything that I've said or anything that I've done, if there's any way that I potentially contributed to, you know, some of the anger or hostility or defiance or choices that someone has made, if I contributed to any of that, how can I humble myself Mm -hmm. and admit and acknowledge the fact that, you know what, maybe there's some things I could have done or should have done differently and just, Mm -hmm. you know, apologize, you know, ask for forgiveness. Um, you, because that can go a long ways, you know, when it comes to uh, bridging whatever gap that exists between you and that person that you love, you know, greatly. And I think, the wider the gap and the longer that gap exists, you know, it only allows the enemy to cause more. Um, the lies become truth, maybe in one's heart and life. And over time, you know, it, it just creates a greater distance between two individuals. Right. We God's given us all responsibility and we all have the ability to respond. Mm-hmm. And we, we get the choice of how we, we will respond. Are we going to die on the sword for certain things? Or are we going to um, be open to maybe not not sin in a child's life, not destruction in a child's life, but uh, keeping as much as possible a heart open to communication with yeah. that child you know and and our the way that we respond are we uh, dramatic in our response because we're so um i guess disappointed that maybe we made a mistake i you know or or can we come at it in a way that is is loving yet strong you know with with our conviction so it's it's a complicated thing but yeah yeah, and accepting responsibility for where maybe our attitude or action was out of fear or anger um and coming back with a soft heart yet with a strong conviction yeah i think at the end of the day we have to just realize that we can't change people right you know mm-hmm. we, we can't even our own children yeah we can't we can't change uh who they are we can't change behaviors that they're maybe involved in or choices they've made we can't change people only god can change people mm-hmm. however we also can make a choice as parents to not allow all of those things especially you know from a spiritual perspective, we have to realize that even as parents, we can't allow the enemy to sabotage our joy and our happiness either. So we all are responsible. It's like, I like to say it this way, we're responsible, we're responsible to them. We're not responsible for them. We're all, you know, independent. God gives everybody a free will, free choice to do whatever. But at the end of the day, we can't allow something that somebody else has done or what one of our children has done to rob us from our joy and happiness either either and even though it's hurtful you know it leaves a hole in our heart 
But at the end of the day, we can only be responsible for our attitude and our actions and realize that happiness is a choice. Joy is something that only God can produce from within. Mm -hmm. And we have to also choose, you know, the, you know what? I'm going to still live my life in a way that honors the Lord. And I'm going to give my son and we give my daughter, my, my, my grandchild, I'm going to give them to the Lord because only God can truly change the heart. Obviously we're talking about an older child when we say that it's, you know, not our, our responsibility. It, sure. it obviously, you know, there's an age, um, perspective there, right. but, um, yeah, definitely as they become adults mm -hmm. in their decisions and their, their choices. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, the B, if you're tracking with the ABC, the B is, you know, just believe that, you know, our children can change. I, I love the verse, um, where Jesus was talking to, you know, a group of people and he was kind of using the analogy or the metaphor that it's, you know, it's impossible, you know, for, you know, a, a, a camel to go through the eye of a needle. And what he was emphasizing in the fact of, you know, like just as difficult and challenging it is for a rich person to get to heaven. And it's not because rich people don't go to heaven. It's just the fact a lot of times people who have all of the wealth and the material things that, that the world has to offer. Sometimes there's that deception is, is that I don't need God because I have everything I need. But at the end of the day, we all need God. And and so Jesus was emphasizing that, you know what, just as, as hard as it is for, you know, a camel to enter through the eye of the needle. Well, guess what? That may be impossible from our perspective, but with God, all things are possible. God can still change the heart of, of any person, no matter what the circumstances. And Jeremiah 32 even reminds us, you know, he made the heavens and the earth with his outstretched and powerful arm and nothing is too hard for him. Mm -hmm. So that's the power of prayer. And mm -hmm. I just want to encourage any parent, whatever you do, don't stop praying for your kids. Right. Pray that God does a great work that he uses other people. You know, mm -hmm. one of the things that's so encouraging right now, especially among college students, that's starting to pop up just in the timing of this podcast, there is a spiritual renewal, a, a, a stirring, a revival that's breaking out in, in various places across the country from the West Coast, the East Coast, and kind of all recently emerged from uh, uh, Asbury College there on the campus of Asbury College. And all of this began to take place because kids were starting to confess sin and admit wrongdoings and getting their hearts right with the Lord. And I mean, like all day, all night went on for days and days and days. And literally by the thousands, they, they were coming from everywhere because they just wanted to be a part of this renewal that was happening, this, this, this revival that was occurring. And what was happening is that people were just encountering, they were experiencing God. They were just having an encounter with God. And as a result, man, it was, it was life changing and it just spread like wildfire. Isn't and that beautiful to know that, uh, out of a chapel service, um, a man spoke on, I believe on revival and 
he didn't think he did very well and texted his wife well that was <laughs> that went over like a lead balloon <laughs> type of thought and god used that to stir some one or two three students and who only god knows now how many people have their lives have been radically changed people have found freedom and forgiveness and relationships restored thousands upon thousands of people my life has been touched god can use anything yes. even yes. what we think is not great mm -hmm. uh maybe a person that we see as insignificant in our child's life right. god can use anything right. at mm -hmm. any moment mm -hmm. yeah. so that's why it's so important that we pray yeah. it's prayer changes everything mm -hmm. and it's important as our children are younger that we're praying prayers of belief over them that i i'm praying and declaring you young man are going yes. to be a life a world changer god's going to use you you're going to be anointed the favor of god is going to be on your mm -hmm. life and as they're younger we speak those things over them and as they're older it won't be unusual that's right even if they go off the path and they go on the broad road as the bible describes they get off the narrow path mm. for us to speak that over their life can continue to right. speak that over their life it won't be unusual mm -hmm. and it will be a reminder of what the seeds that have been planted mm. in their heart that god as you said can do anything yes. his yeah. strong arm it, there's nowhere they can go from his presence yeah. and um just be encouraged by that and and remember to not give up when you're talking about all these things i think of a parent is a parent is like a, a farmer mm -hmm. they're mm -hmm. constantly planting seed and out working in the field and always planting and believing that the crop will come the harvest will come and uh, or like a builder that's building a home they have a vision for what's to come but it takes a lot of hard work and you keep working and working and working and one day the the vision will come to reality and uh just be encouraged the seeds the the, the bible says that um his word will not return right. void mm -hmm. in their life and i know that's been quoted over and over for especially for children mm -hmm. as we would call a prodigal mm -hmm. son or daughter but I, we have seen it. We have yeah. seen God work and just be encouraged. The season you're in, don't give up hope. Yeah. Keep believing. Yeah, it's so good. And I, you know, when you think about um, what God can do, God can, God can intervene in, you know, through an isolated, situation when our child is all alone by themselves and mm -hmm. you know i like to say it this way that parents should always ensure the fact that the voice in their home is louder than the voice of the world mm -hmm. and when our kids can can hear even in the gentle whisper that still small voice even in their quietness and aloneness where they sense God's presence, they sense God speaking. It's amazing. It's like the prodigal son, you know, in the Bible, in Luke 15. And here is this, you know, kid who, you know, who knows what all he did, but we know that 
he he basically decided to get an advance of the inheritance you know he had come in and he decided he was going to go live the high life for a while and do his own thing and that's what he did and so he lived a life of basically whatever he pleased and and basically dishonored his his father and lived a life of rebellion but when he when he lost everything when he lost when he basically squandered his money and you know all the friends that were hanging out with him because you know he had all the bells and whistles and money in his pocket when all of that went away and he found himself literally in the middle of a pig's pen the bible says he came to himself yeah and you know he began to think back wow you know i had it a lot better back at home <laughs> on the way i'm living right now and the bible says he came to himself and he decided in that moment mm -hmm. to get up and to return home mm -hmm. and but awaiting him was a father who was hoping and praying and anticipating, mm -hmm. still believing that one day, somehow, some way, his son was going to come back home. And sure enough, he came. And I love the fact that it was the father who initiated running to his mm -hmm. son and embracing him and celebrating the fact that, that his son who was lost was, you know, found and had to come back home. All that to say, that is a beautiful story and picture of our prayers for our kids mm -hmm. that if they have chosen a different path, they've wandered off for whatever reason, as Michelle just emphasized, we've been sowing, we've been investing, we've been planting those seeds and God is going to use, he can do anything. He can use people, he can use circumstances or even just the quietness of the moment where God reveals himself right. to the heart of someone. Mm -hmm. to get them to understand that they can't live their life apart from him. Mm -hmm. And, um, mm -hmm. and so the last thing that I just want to say in, and this is just as a word of encouragement to see is, you know, commit to whatever it takes. So when we think about, you know, Galatians six, nine, I love it says, so let us not get tired of doing what is good at just the right time. We will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. So as parents, whatever you do, don't throw in the towel. Don't give up hope. The heart deferred, you know, can cause the heart to grow sick. Yeah. When, well, excuse me. When hope is deferred, the heart can grow sick. But I love what that scripture talks about that we mentioned earlier. It says it. But when desire is fulfilled, it is a tree of life. So that means there's new there's spiritual renewal. There, there's, there's a new beginning. There's new life that comes when God steps in and intervenes. And a few verses below in Proverbs 13, verse, uh, in Proverbs 13, verse 19, it says, a longing fulfilled is sweet to the soul. And there is no greater joy. Just like the prodigal son, when he returned home, the father, you know, he celebrated. They, they threw a party because his son came back home. And there's nothing sweeter to the soul than seeing prayers answered to see that unfulfilled expectation suddenly be fulfilled because of that longing, that desire of our heart has, has God has done only something he could do. And, uh, so we just want to leave that word of the hope and encouragement with any family out there who is struggling maybe and you can apply this to any situation it could be your spouse you know it could be a grandchild it could be you know any relationship that you have walked through some hurt and some disappointment some 
unfulfilled expectations that unfortunately have not been met. And we just want to encourage you, you know, seek for forgiveness, give forgiveness, do what you can commit to whatever it takes and believe God to do what only he can. Mm -hmm. And I believe that, you know, just in, just, just in the time when we think there's no hope, that's when sometimes God steps in and intervenes. And so I know that Rodney, you and I have both seen this in our, in our families, literally, um, you know, our, your brothers and, and one of my sisters, um, that this story was lived out Mm -hmm. when you're talking about the prodigal, um, son and my sister has recently been more open to talk about this because of my dad's passing. But, um, she just went through some difficult circumstances and found herself in friendships that guided her along a wrong path. And, um, you know, it was a very busy time in my parents' lives. And, and like all parents, like all of us, we can miss things. And that happened. And, um, she ended up running away from home and the story goes, you know, that, the heal that my parents were so devastated so so broken um our family was just so hurt you know not that she did something against us but it was just we were just so broken for her that she was broken Mm. and um it just brought such reality and clarity to my parents over that period of months and turning into a couple of years and this my dad told the story how my sister, this same sister, she found restoration. She came home and she found restoration in their relationship. And she wrote a letter to my dad's mother, my grandmother, thanking her for raising a man that loved her so much, even Mm -hmm. through the most difficult of times. And I tell you this story because we, we kind of had lost hope. Our hope was deferred. It was difficult time, but God turned my sister's life around and my parents, they, they admitted where they, they made mistakes and they believed and they prayed with their church family that she would come home and she would be restored. And they did whatever it took the counseling, the the costs to bring her home and restore her. My sister is still mighty woman of God now. And um, my dad would tell the story just to encourage people and encourage parents that God can take any situation and turn it around no matter what they're facing. Sometimes we think in our culture that our kids now are facing more difficult things than the past cultures, but in reality, it's just a, a heart that turns away from God and that mm-hmm. needs to turn back to God is the simplest of things and back towards home and God can do it and just don't give up. We just want to encourage you in that because you can win as a family and sometimes winning looks different than what we think winning mm-hmm. looks like mm-hmm. and winning sometimes is the healing and the restoration that happens in us and God does a work in us along the way. Amen to that. Amen. Amen. <laughs> what a great shot of encouragement today. Don't give up. Amen. Don't give up. That's wow. Right. Well, the Winning Family podcast listeners, what 
a great shot in the arm that you've had today. Not a not a shot like a gunshot, but a shot of encouragement. <laughs> I probably shouldn't big use this. Big dose uh, of hope. Big dose of hope. We've been talking about navigating unmet expectations with your kids. This is a podcast episode you're going to want to share with your friends. So please mm-hmm. think about doing that. Someone needs mm-hmm. this. Someone in your circle needs to hear this word of encouragement today. Yeah. So we will be back with you next time. Thank you for joining us. Thanks again for joining us on the Winning Family Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Winning Family. Also, we would love to hear what's on your heart and mind as parents. Send us any questions you would like Rodney and Michelle to answer in the future episodes by sending your questions to the podcast at thewinningfamily.com. We look forward to hearing from you. For more helpful resources and content, be sure to go to thewinningfamily.com. Until next time, thanks again for joining us on this week's episode of The Winning Family Podcast.